for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we in here for episode 78. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The finale of season three. Not that yeah. anyone's following the seasons in this shit, but <laughs> eventually it's going to become more definitive. I'll be able to find more stuff to uh, to, to change from season to season. But yeah, we're going to wrap uh, this season. It's kind of fitting. I just got back from... Uh, a funeral hot out the hot out of lax so <laughs> let's go ahead and um did you do anything else this weekend no nah, i was just chilling um i actually started uh ace combat 7 it's pretty much the only thing different and um i saw another one of the high alone movies i saw high alone red rain and that was way better so than it should have ever been yeah so i was looking for it. i didn't see it uh, <laughs> i don't know what to tell you there's on my netflix there's like four high and low movies Oh, wow. Like smack dab in the center, high and low, uh, high and low two, high and, road to high and low, high and low red rain, and like the other ones that I have yet to see. So nah, they're they're, they're up there. But um, no, I think it's up there in your algorithm. It ain't on my shit because I I scoured Netflix. I'm pretty sure shit. if you typed in high and low on Netflix Is in it America, it's gonna low? come up. Yes, the word high and the word and and the word low. Okay. I'm pretty sure I don't have a different American Netflix, so if you type that in, you should be able to find it. No, well, you know what it is, is that on the TV, for some reason, the the TV uh, drops the internet connection every time you turn it off. So when you turn it on, you have to change the location of the TV. It's pretty and weird. And then it'll reinitiate the the Wi-Fi and, and it'll connect to the wireless. So sometimes, like the tv location is set to mexico so That's i don't know if funny. that affects you oh yeah because you have to hit the terms and service whenever you get on the internet again so yeah it's probably because yeah that's know, why i specifically said changing my, my that's why i specifically location. said u.s netflix because i know it does change by location what's available to you mm -hmm. so that's what yeah, i figured I, I, was, I wasn't doubting the efficacy of your netflix nigga chill <laughs> no no i'm just <laughs> saying that's what i looked i'm just <laughs> I, 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 I see that that might have uh, impacted the uh, what, what pops up on the Netflix. Because my shit be showing me some weird shit sometimes. But I guess, yeah, because it's set to Canada. Because I just, I just hit whatever country is next in the list yeah. just, to, just to get it to reconnect. So sometimes that shit says it's a Mexican TV and sometimes it says it's Canadian. Sometimes That'll it's in the U.S. It. Sometimes it's other. That other shit be wild. I can imagine. <laughs> I can because fucking Netflix imagine. Because Netflix has so many. Like, the Netflix library is deep as fuck. It is it's very deep. It's pretty shit. fucking bottomless. It, they got a lot of shit that you wouldn't necessarily expect to find on Netflix. That's what's up. I didn't even get to catch up on the TV shows this weekend. Um, I was trying to watch some Bill Maher, but he had Bakari Sellers on who... It, I... I find anyone who tries to tend uh, to uh, a political party line in America to be just vapid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, to, to, to try to tow a party line in America when the politics is just so hollowed out and corrupt, just it, it screams kind of disingenuous to me. Pretty but much. he was on Bill Maher today speaking, you know, from the heart. And I thought he did well. But he had, of course, Bill... I don't know why he's taking up the mantle of trying to be the fair and even guy. Had on this other guy who's trying to argue that racism isn't a factor in policing and all this stuff. And I'm just like, get this. What do you got this fucking young, you know, clearly either 
ideologically skewed or misled young black men on here arguing with Bukhari sellers who for, you know, whether you respect the politics or not, is an established, you know, politician who's done work in the community and stuff like Come on, Bill. This is not an even argument. This is not the other side of the argument, okay? You have somebody who has proven themselves to be trustworthy talking to somebody who, who's a talking head. It's like having me defend any serious point. It's like, man, I'm a talking head. Like, even if I know what I'm talking about, I'm still just a talking head. You know what I mean? It's, I, I'm, you shouldn't be coming here to, 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 to change your perspective on the world. Because it probably is not <laughs> going to work out that way. But, you know, and that's what this kid does. He just He's just some random podcaster. And I'm like, yo, Bill, like, if you're going to have someone who wants to represent... It's not like, like for, for what it's worth, Democracy Now! will have on some debates that I just, I don't always like. But they'll be too respected. Like, they'll have Dr. West talking to, uh, to, to, to um, Pastor Rush, who is a very, very historyed man in 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 chicago who has done countless works for his community has built his community up has you know what i mean like even if he has some weird and off base uh uh opinions he's got the you know the clout to to stand on them you know i really dislike how bill tried to represent so i just turned that episode off i was like <laughs> fuck that shit i'm not gonna watch two black men go at each other to fucking entertain this white man bill's become real weird in his fucking old age like i don't understand like i i guess as you get older the filter goes away and and unfortunately his filter was very useful to for hiding some of his more like odd perspectives on on racism i'll say but yeah know. bill maher has always been suspect to me understandably so understandably so but you know i've always i've always given him the benefit of the doubt because i knew his shtick was to was to be contrarian and sometimes and, and to be contrarian as if everything in society is meant you know what i mean like there are parts of society that are actually organized kind of well but in being a contrarian he would also organize himself against those those parts of society and it's like nah nah <laughs> some things just aren't meant meant to be interfaced with that way <laughs> but yeah um i haven't watched anything else but the, I, my trip was really good i actually just got back from the east coast visiting new york i uh my mom bought a house in upstate and so it was my first time nice, out there nice. seeing that 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 That's property is beautiful it's great you know you know i want to learn from my parents mistakes because my mom like she bought that house, beautiful house, beautiful property, all of that, great. She did it really nice, but it's it's in the middle of the bush country with a bunch of white people everywhere, and I'm just like, and she tells she's like, yo, you know this house, this house is gonna be yours. This is gonna be part of your inheritance. I'm like, why would you do that though? <laughs> like, why would you buy a house somewhere where I clearly don't want to live? That's funny. And then and then and then try to try to try to hey you know I did this for you like I don't think you did though and then, not that so she weird. should have honestly she really shouldn't have like I'm glad that she bought the house that she feel comfortable retiring in and you know all that stuff that's what she should do but then I don't know why why parents do that like they 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 act like they still do things for you as an adult like you ain't do this shit for me get out of here. But no, the house is beautiful. I don't know, man. Uh, mm. uh, a, a house down the line is pretty nice. 
That's a pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, but no, I would never live out there, bro. It's I mean, that's fair. It might. Yeah, I, I feel with that. I, I'm not trying to count it. I do understand yeah. that it's in a location that's not desirable for you, so it's not mm-hmm. something you're fucking with at all. And but I'm just saying just the me. concept is My brother is doesn't fresh. like it either. And I'm just like, man, it would be one... Because honestly... If if it was some place that I thought that he would eventually, then it's then it's well worth it. You know what I mean? My right. brother's older but than me. But you definitely missed the mark on the location. Exactly. You know, and then and on top of that, it's some place I don't mind visiting. But if I'm not, I'm, I would never own property. Like I'm not a, I can't do landlord rent seeking type of stuff. Like that's not in me. My dad loves that shit. You know, he thinks that it's great. I'm like, yo, nigga, I just don't want to parlay in something that someone else needs so badly. You know what I mean? I just don't like doing that. That's not how I like to do business. That's and so, fair. It, it, you know, I if I would never live in it, no one going to live in it. It's like you just bought that house to get sold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that still works, though. But it is that what still it is. Works. I appreciate it's the still, sentiment. It's still a nice, um, even if you don't keep that motherfucker, it'll still be a nice little investment down the line if you yeah, want to sell yeah, that motherfucker off. Because they're developing out there. Feel me? Everyone's fleeing the city. Yo, my even nigga. Even better I, if you don't I, like I that floored. bitch. Sell it and go place someplace you want Ricardo, to. That's weird. <laughs> Tell me how you would feel if it if it if it cost you thirty five dollars just to drive from one side of LA to the other. Fuck that. That don't make no My sense. Nigga, you can't. Your That's the bridges like, in yeah, New nah. York cost twenty dollars to cross at some places. Now nah, good. So that mean and and and. and the triborough area is three fucking islands. It's Manhattan, Staten Island, Long Island. I totally get that, though. The, that's specifically the, one of the reasons I, I don't like living in larger cities. Like, bro, that's why I'm like medium cities all the way, mind. for sure. Because when I was living in New York, yo, it was back in the token days. You pay $10 <laughs> for tokens. You use, like, two tokens per pass-through or whatever. They change the fare. Sometimes it's three tokens. Sometimes it's two tokens. If it's peak hour or whatever. And that was it. Yo, my nigga, it was $25 to cross one of the bridges, bro. That's fucking crazy. I remember last... It, it, yeah, it I was definitely a, moved for sure. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but it was... um, It was like maybe five or six years ago. I drove... It was seven years ago, actually. I drove from New York to Canada. And so I left from, from Long Island... And I had to, you know, cross from Long Island. I think I went over like the Verrazano or the Throgs Neck over to the Bronx. And then I had to cross another bridge into upstate New York. And I mean, each of the bridges was like between $750 and $15. And I was like, that is outrageous. <laughs> People are going to revolt. This is this can't be. They won't do this. Shit. And my nigga. That shit t- been normalized. T- today we crossed a bridge that was $20-something. And I was like, yo, the humans will just take anything. Well, that's the thing is, you came into it at $25. They've been slowly trickling up from however it was all the way up to this point. I mean, but it's come so far, like, because I mean, it's been a while. Like three tokens when was the last time you drove into York? That's what I'm saying, like seven years ago. And it was, and that was when it was $15 to cross the bridge that, that we grew. Oh, that we doesn't seem like that. And so it went from 15 to 20, down. 25. But I remember even further back when I was a kid crossing the bridge, it would take a couple of tokens. And those tokens were only the equivalent of maybe a dollar fifty two fifty. Yeah. So it's gone in my lifetime. From two fifty plus or minus, let's say five dollars, because we're gonna go crazy to twenty five, like quintuple, like 
you know, if if something would have doubled in price in my parents' lifetime, they would have just stopped eat, consuming it altogether, whatever it was. <laughs> and I'm saying in our like, wow, it's just crazy. I'm just talking about perspective of like over time watching the inflation of prices. Boy, that's crazy. I mean, I got you. I just, I guess I'm used to it, I guess, because it doesn't seem that crazy. That seems, yeah. Cause, 25 dollars across a bridge? I mean, Don't you, seem you, said, you said seven years ago it was $15. Yes. That is, um, and 15 I thought, was at the top of the That amount range. of jump in seven years, I do not, I don't think that's that crazy. Dang. In seven years. No, that's, not at all. That's crazy. <laughs> The world has changed a lot I, in seven no, I, years. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. I'm not rebutting that. Uh, I'm just saying from a historical reference, like because you know I've studied economics before, and and prices have never jumped like that in this country. Like, like we're in a very bad phase, and it's crazy because you're right. Most people are probably used to it already, and it's like what, dude? Like twenty, thirty years ago, that I don't think it could have gone down like that. 20, 30 years ago, if they would have jumped those prices that drastically in a 10-year period, whew, I think it would have been a lot of hot people. Yeah, it's a different world, though. It's totally You can, you can justify a lot more with, um, with technology. I'm pretty sure and they added technology to that the, bridge. Like, there was no more toll booths. All of the tolls are cameras, high-speed cameras. I'm pretty sure they added technology to that bridge. And I was like, yo, bridge. they have to, nigga, because if That's you go to a toll booth and you're asking me for $25, I might get out of my car and fight you. <laughs> see if I can get through the toll. Uh, like, I'm sure out-of-state people might do that, yeah. But, but yo, you know what's crazy? You know, it also has the byproduct of, like, if, you know, Harlem's on Manhattan. So there's african-american communities there's 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 all kinds of communities on manhattan outside of just the downtown district Mm -hmm. and like can you imagine like just 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 being like a a not rich to say hey i want to go off of manhattan real quick to 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 brooklyn to go see this chick because she doesn't live in manhattan which is expensive as fuck to live in nigga yo you gotta pay Probably thirty dollars round trip just to go see her. Just that's how I'm not even talking about gas, my G. Not even talking about when you got to go buy the burner because she lives in. The I hood. mean, not it just, might be right? worth it. <laughs> Feel me? I don't know. No, it's definitely not. I, they, I they mean, do it on purpose. They, they do it on purpose. It's definitely a tactic. Of course, they're it's doing it on purpose. That that's not even a question. It's just that I don't know. I mean. I guess it's up to each individual to kind of decide how much how much is too much. Like I said, the minute you brought it up, I'd have been like, well, I'd have you, moved. You know what the difference me? is, I just too, don't... is that... It, it, and I don't know... If it, I shouldn't even say this is a difference because it's probably very common across the country. A lot of people just don't leave their borough. That too. They just yeah, don't you don't... You, they're not really not like, like commuting in between like that. Like most likely you try to get a job where you live. I, and I very frequently see it in New York where like, especially in the city, in the Brooklyn area, it's Queens area... Um, every single amenity you need to survive is in a 10 block radius. And so you don't got to pay, you know what I mean? You're not like you're crossing a bridge in 10 blocks. So it's like, you're, you really could just not just live your life without having to cross those boundaries. But man, as somebody who makes, who I be crossing boundaries literally and figuratively, like that's what I do. (laughs) Nah, that's that's also one of the prices for living in an urban sprawl like that though. Yeah, Feel me? that's definitely one of the prices that comes with it. If you if you want to live in a place like that, that's one of the things that you got to deal with. Because, in addition you know, to the fucking crowd, the amount of people. Brawl is worse, even though its density is better, because uh, New York is way more dense than. Because I mean, if you just look at Manhattan, the population of Manhattan is so dense, it's absurd. But um, 
LA sprawl, it's way wider because I think yeah, LA is like 26 miles from in diameter because it's most you can draw, draw a rough circle around LA and I think it's about 26 miles in diameter. That's not the same. Like <laughs> New York is not that that sprawled. You know what I mean? It's super super dense. But um, I don't even know why I brought that pun up. Um, but yeah, it's it, the dynamics do change. Because I just can't imagine. Because there's no place in L.A. like that that requires a toll yeah. to get to. I mean, how bad is a turnpike? Shit, you talk about New York. Turnpike might be just as bad in Florida at this, uh, oh, uh, yeah. at this point. Oh, yeah. You know, but, yo, the turnpike. You ever, when's the last you drove on the turnpike? Shit. Not since, like, Bro, 2015. the turnpike is a nice-ass road, my dude. Turnpike's always been a nice road. It is so nice. That's I one mean, of the like, reasons why I never mind paying for the toll of the turnpike. Because like, it was there's nine times out of ten, frequently. it was a smoother ride. The, the road is always upkept. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless there was a game going down, you were straight. And even then, it's like... Yeah, it's not the worst thing in the world because 95 does that just for funsies. I mean, I lived <laughs> off of 191st, so when there was a game happening, oh. I couldn't use the turnpike. So <laughs> that 199th exit was not happening when there was a game going down. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, that's true. I just I was so surprised. Like it definitely like helps segregate the the city. Like, if you are trying to go from someplace, like, anywhere to the Bronx, you unless you're taking the subway, you about to start coming out of pocket. Keeping the spirit of highways alive, you know what I mean? But I wonder if it did positive things for their traffic. Because, I mean, at that point, you just cut off a lot of destinations, period. So people are just not going to, they're not going to jump in their cars to get there. They're going to have to take a public transportation method. I mean, from my understanding, isn't public transportation rampant in New York anyway? It's very good. It's prolific. For sure. But yeah. Shit, not where my mom lives. That shit was in the bush country, man. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm going to be fucking somewhere deep in the film. You got to drive off the fucking highway to come find my shit. Listen, well, you might actually want to consider this because the prices are super affordable. Um, the homes are yeah, huge. It's in America, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know and if see, that shit's is, gonna be around like that. This is my worry: is that when they put out the call that it's okay to kill black people in America, America publicly, like for the citizenry, are your neighbors gonna be the ones who are like, "Nah, we don't. We're gonna respect the sanctity of human life," or are your your neighbors gonna be the kind of like we've been waiting for this shit our whole life? Because I really do think that this country, is, yo, this nigga, Trump either one's good. Together, Either one's good. I'm full. Look, <laughs> I'm not. Hey, I, man. I, 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 am, I am. I am. not interested in. Being, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm not interested in America's games, bro. Like, I, I understand they think like Trump is their king and this is their time. Oh, oh boy. I mean, do your thing, but you feel me? Threaten my fucking life, my nigga, and, and I will react. I will react accordingly. That's all I'm gonna say. Feel me? You know, so it doesn't matter what the neighbors decide. I'm down with you. I'm uh, whatever it is, whatever party they decide to have. I'm ready to go to that party. Yeah, nah. I, but see, that's why I would. I, I'm not. Re- I don't. Well, not that I'm not ready. I'm not interested in their party. Neither am I. Yeah, you know, not I mean? at all. So, but not, you that you posed you posited that that uh supposition. Well, no, no, no. I was. I would. That's what. That's what I was positing to my mom. Like, I don't. I don't. Would never move to a place like Washingtonville because I don't want to have to ask my neighbors like. So, like, do you really respect the sanctity of my life? Like, because when when it, when when Trump changes this to a white nationalist fascist country publicly, 
I'm going to need to know where you stand. Because if I see you on my lawn, I'm shooting. I'm not asking no questions. Like, I don't mind asking, oh, hey, what you doing? You just running the mower over the lawn? I'm not going to ask. I'm, I'm shooting at you. And I need to get in to prevent that. I need to know where you stand. I don't want to have that conversation. Damn, that's funny. So everybody's pretty much ready for this place to devolve into a civil war. It seems like. <laughs> no, I am. I'm absolutely ready. That's I'm funny. absolutely ready. Because the thing is, is that it just is. You can't. You cannot sacrifice someone's personal value for your political expediency. You cannot not revolt. You can't leave Trump in power. Or even vo- allow a system to persist that gives this fool two terms <laughs> and not expect me as the person who's having my rights curtailed take it personally. And so in that respect, I guess that's why I'm bracing for one. I'm, I'm, I feel like if I feel like the people who are empowered to. We'll just do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the the other side is chilling. It's not like it's not like the Trump supporters are just like you know. We really would like to avert disaster here. It's more like they're baiting at the gate and they're just waiting for someone to to fuck up and unlock that gate so they can be unleashed upon the other, the other, whoever they consider that other to be. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I just don't trust Trump. I, I I he's not a normal type of bad guy. You know what I mean? Oh, I understand. He's trying. I, the people who who pull his strings are like psychomantis, bro. They've been reading your memory card, and you're gonna have to change ports to actually defeat them. You can't beat them through the normal politics because they've already mastered how to evade defeat through normal politics. AKA ignore everything the opposition does and says. Well, you know, look at what Tom Cotton is doing. He was talking back when when it was Obama's Supreme Court nominee. You know, we can't refuse the the public's right to weigh in on this decision <laughs> that the public has no right to weigh in on, which is not his words. But he, he fought vehemently to, to tie the the election to to the public will to to some kind of divine right to to, to have a say on the Supreme Court, all of which is fictitious. And then you come today, and this guy is like, yo, listen, man. We have a mandate by the people to get the Supreme Court nominee pushed <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's you funny. You know what I mean? Like, that's super This is a funny. different type of beast. This, 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 this whole Trump and all this stuff and the, and the environment that they're creating, it's a different type of beast. Like, I, I, I think we're in this post-political environment almost. And I don't know if that's being alarmist or if there's people throughout history who've thought nah, that they bro. were in that. You late, bro. Like but people are no waiting. Facts. People are literally waiting for this shit to burn down before they start doing shit about it. Like they should have been recognizing the signs like literally years ago. But I, I, yeah, I, it's just delusion. I see. I see a collective delusion. Yes, that it is in this in, in this country. Yes, it is that every that that. And 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 I understand where the delusion comes from, but you usually grow out of the delusion. Like I remember when I, there was a point in my life when I thought that this patriotism and and all of this <laughs> nationalistic fervor and and you know wartime is is profit time and all this shit that people would say was was sage wisdom. I remember when I used to think that, and I was young and stupid, and then I grew up and got a little bit wiser. 
and realize, oh, these guys are fucking insane. Yeah, they're just they're just memorizing a script, bro. We literally gave society over to people with rampant mental illness. Like, and that's the part that 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 blows my mind is that it's gotten to the point where we we ingratiate mental illness so much in this society that that like every single CEO is suffers from some kind of either OCD or or autism or Asperger's or or you know just some some variation of social disorder because like that's the new thing that you leverage to success and it's just weird it's like like why why is that a thing you know i don't know but if if you look it up the vast majority of ceos have some weird form of social disorder and it's like maybe that's an indictment on the system that keeps on promoting people that have rampant mental illness and maybe we shouldn't consolidate power under them because guess what? You're going to have young people aspiring to mental illness at that point because they're not going to be able to differentiate where the good work ethic and where the mental illness di- separates because they're expressing their mental illness in their work all the time. But yeah, that, that's that's hitherto. We need to... It, that's there, I, I always thought that that's what Obama meant when he said he was going to fix the cor- corporate culture when he was running, but yeah... You know, all of that being said, I mean, I, I don't, to me, the ultimate indictment was, was Trump's election. It's like, oh, this collective delusion is that kind of delusion. That it's the kind of delusion that they're going to, they're going to entertain all the way to the end, like all the way to the end. So yeah, as you were saying, yes, they are going to wait until the walls of Rome are burning before they start doing anything like moving towards like a change. But if you think about it though, that's sort of, it's very classically American, right? Yeah. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If you realize that the last like 10 to 15 years, we've been doing away with that methodology or if that in mindset Mm -hmm. as like corporate America and the way the government works and everything like that, They've just been, it was like, yeah, do we need to spend money preventing stuff though? Well, well, they literally, see, that's the thing is, is like, complete transition. They, they, of course they, they, they transitioned away from preventing things because their job is to make money off of fixing them. You know what I mean? Like. The, the, and then the, they started making money off creating problems <laughs> well, when, you have to when they point. evolved well, at, that was the next well, step when you realize that you're that that you're literally making money off of the presence of the problems the only way to create cyclical cyclical consumption in your industry is to start creating the problems mm-hmm. because most people are looking for for actual uh you know, um, shit, hold on. Answers to their problems. They want answers to their problems. They don't, they're not looking, you know, for someone to, to entertain them in their, in their pain and suffering. They want real answers to their problems. And so unless you keep on generating problems for them, you're, you're not going to make money off of, of, of you know solving those problems and shout it, out and to mcafee sucks. who uh made viruses and oh, then yeah. made the virus protection for those viruses like and a kept boss updating it every year and then moved the police and said fuck y'all niggas. and then everybody else was like yo i like that strategy how can we put how can we 
put that strategy into what I'm selling. Well, they were creating viruses. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that they have like an AI that's generating uh, code to, to destabilize programs all the time. It has to be because because <laughs> at that point, all you you know that's how, that's that's how they created the 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 you know the the system update like mm-hmm. the, the the consistent scheduled updates yep. scheduled security every year updates. we that's need a new saying. version yo that shit you had last year don't work bro what do you it's mean? been 367 days that shit did not work no more bro like how many viruses came out a billion like how the <laughs> I'm the only one that can save you, son. Come on, give me that seventy-five dollars in the presence of all these viruses. It's like, yo, you need me, son. And they're right. (laughs) And so that's why I posit that there's some AI that John McAfee uh, engineered that can create faulty code for any operating system that you run it in. It's gangster shit. Which I, I it did nothing. That's that what the actual virus scan is. It just breaks your actual functioning computer. Well, no. it doesn't, you know, nothing that insidious even needs to exist because the actual programmers are the type of people who will just write down mm-hmm. the flaws in their program mm-hmm. and, and either sell it, sell it or, or generate the viruses themselves. Or anonymously solve it for, yeah. for um, uh, cash bounties. Exactly. Like, that's, that, those are the people who are making your operating systems, by the way. Uh, like, and I don't mean to overgeneralize the population of people, but... The funny part is that the skill set is so narrow. I'm only talking about maybe maybe two dozen people in the world, <laughs> and unfortunately, they are pre-selected for fucking OCD and Aspergers. And so, and I always use Aspergers as a joke, but I mean, they they have they they're they're predisposed to having OCD in genuine and also social disorders that prevent them from being around people. So they share a huge batch of traits because it's not like they're out and, and, and socializing normally like the rest of us do to generate our, our personalities and become different people. Like, no, there's, there's a reason why there is a, there is an MO among all of these incels and people like that. It's because they're, you know, (laughs) they're choosing a certain set of cultural values that's inclining them to have this kind of social disorder. But anyway, that's, that's, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and um, they're weak. Yeah. It's just, it's just such a terrible weight. Like, how do you, how do you choose that as the out? Like, how, how do you, how do you come to that conclusion that because I am not fulfilling my needs and desires, it's other people's fault for not making my needs and desires met. I never understood that. You know what I mean? Like it's very that, strange. Because I, I, I get a certain aspect of the incel culture. Not that I condone it or, or I promote it, but I understand that, yes, actually, the way the fitness signals that women today look for in a man are not particularly fitness signals that are beneficial to to an equal distribution of society you know what i mean okay i get that i don't know how you get from that to where now i am wanting to have violent reactions to society because i got rejected by a woman who i chose but who clearly had different preferences in life that's not a it's not a logical leap for me yeah that's don't get it what are you gonna do? 
your Trump uh, Trump's taxes finally came out. Did you see that? I did not. Oh, you didn't see that? <laughs> oh my gee! How come? That was the first news story That's I saw when hilarious. I got back. I tried to look for some for some hot topics to to delve into, and the only thing that I saw that come pop up was fucking Trump's tax returns came out. I don't know how in depth they were, so I'm not sure like how many years were detailed. But I know uh, uh, that they said one of the more recent years he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes, and because he's smart. Well, mainly because his if, if he, he might be smart, but also his businesses <laughs> lost millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Like, they always do that. Well, the, the great businessman has posted consistent losses and uh, for like a significant amount of years. Um, that's one of the um, that's one of the, the strategies, though, that that's like intentional. You post like it's essentially you're saying like, oh, I can't pay taxes. I didn't make any money. Woe is me. Oh, no. Help me, government. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's that's what that is. I think I'm not saying he's not bad no, at no, no, business. No. I, I agree with you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not I'm not refuting what you're saying. What I think is going to end up happening is get himself audited because you can you're right. You could do that. But then, when you have a, yeah, a, a public true. image as big as Trump's, they get you get audited. It can't be that. too that. It what can't be that inconsistent. He's getting see. That's how bad. That's listen. Trump is such a failure. He's even a failure of being a rich white boy. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, he's doing typical sure. rapper mistake mm-hmm. shit. Not paying <laughs> your taxes. Like, come on, that's typical early stage. Come on, yo, yeah. DMX learned that question like twenty years ago, yeah. bro. I think the last rapper that didn't pay his taxes that was like. Super big was like MC Hammer. Like everybody learned from MC Hammer, except you know, for like three people. And that's a, Trump <laughs> and is Wesley a failure Snipes. at everything, even at being a rich white boy. That's how fucking failure. I mean, he needed a second bailout that he had to. Um, he would say <laughs> <laughs> he needed a second bailout for when the small loan of a million dollars didn't pan out for him. Oh no! Yeah, and and then it came out that that small loan of a million dollars actually was actually eight million dollars because his normal yearly stipend was like a million dollars this nigga's crazy bro Mm -hmm. and then well you know honestly he he is what he is the people who follow trump are the fucking worst type of trash bags to me like trump i I don't i don't mind i know i'm gonna lose some friends but trump supporters (laughs) are trash bags bro no because it's like yo my dude just i'm not saying support democrats I'm saying that your president is a piece of shit, and he's reflective of how much of a piece of shit you are. Oh my, that's I'm literally. Sorry. You can't support this man in any capacity without being a complete and utter fucking just the tri- the, the the tripe of society, just the worst, the worst cut. Oh, what was she, what what was it that phrase is used? Was it a basket of deplorables? Was oh, that, that was it? yeah, that was Hillary you know Jam. I mean? It sucks that they killed her for that because I thought that was really good. That, that was the, that was so. I true. thought that was really good, but you the know what I mean. Who the, the opposition are the worst type of people, <laughs> and I don't mind that they don't want like I. I don't feel the need to be joined with people stupid enough to think that their opposition of of the rights of a few is worth putting someone like Trump in power. No, you're just genuinely stupid and probably evil. But I'll just <laughs> stick with stupid for the most part. Yeah. But you could possibly be evil if you're willing to put someone like Trump in power. Yeah. I feel like there's a very, there's a large contingent of people that are completely okay with being terrible people. Just terrible human beings. They're completely fine with it. And what's more American than that? Feel me. 
What? It's more American than that. You're free to be as shitty as you would like to be. But yeah. Nah, man. I had a really good time this weekend seeing my family and everything. You know, it probably... One of the things that that I will say that kind of sucked from, you know, even from the last funeral I went to was uh, factions and families. That shit is the worst. Like, I just, especially with with people who are otherwise so reasonable, because, you know, for the most part, I can't say like I, I. On both sides of my family, I have people who range the whole spectrum from, you know, upper middle class, lower middle class. None of my family lives in poverty like that. Like, we're all useful enough people to at least provide for ourselves. And so, you know, it just sucks that we can't seem to get along because it's not it's not even because I look at both sides of my family and it's just they both internally have their own little faction issues and i'm like but why that don't even make no sense but i think mostly it's because of people's personal insecurities that never go addressed because jamaican people are really bad about their own insecurities they never talk about them and most people are respectful enough never to call you on it they'll call you on a lot of shit jamaicans will call you on a lot of shit but they won't bad you up for something that that, that they think is mentally distressing to you that's right a, that's Some never something they, i've seen a they Jamaican know do. is your weak point yeah yeah sure. they, and, and it's ah that's what used to make me so mad when i was younger because they used to all of them used to you're so sensitive but they you they, they would pick on me and i'm like how am i sensitive if you're if, <laughs> if you guys you're are literally harassing me, me and harassing me <laughs> I don't get this. It's the worst type of gaslighting. And you should never do that to a child. But anyway, it was, I, it's something that was strictly from the American side of my family. None of my Jamaican family would do that. It was, And, and they, would, they wouldn't help me, but they would just look on in pity because that's also not a Jamaican thing to do is to step into somebody getting beat Yeah, no, nah, have your own shit. Have your shit, for sure. No, because if, if, if they... You have to toughen up, yo. You have to do something. Yeah, because if they jump in for no, you, wrong. then them well they're wrong. just going to fucking double up when they're not around. Uh, it's too funny because they'll absolutely acknowledge that they were batting you up and they should have never done that to you. But they will absolutely not do anything if you can't get up and help yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just one of them things. Yeah, no, I'm with that. But yeah, no, that's completely an aside. I, I really wish that my families were 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 more unified across the board. And I'm not going to call anyone out by name or nothing, but it's, it's something I witnessed at my grandfather on my dad's side funeral, and it's something that I witnessed now on my grandma on my mom's side funeral. That man, the internal divisions in families. Like I get people don't get along, but division. Yeah, especially there's people I don't like in my family. There's people I definitely don't like in my family. There's people who have done things that are beef worthy. You know, grabbing things and this and that. I'm not even gonna call nobody no teeth, but. (laughs) But still, to to not be able to get past that material shit. At a time like this, yeah, for sure, that's a big. That was sad. That was real sad. And especially the times of loss, especially when you come together. It, it takes the one step getting past that to get to a great time. Mm-hmm. It's not even like it's like you got to do that and you got to set up this shit and you got to reconcile this shit. <laughs> it's like if y'all could just get over that one thing that you're upset about, you do realize 
is big time bashment. You know what I mean? Like we, we have a good time. But and because and that's one thing I do love about Jamaican funerals is that they're very rarely past the actual funeral the where service, you're, yeah. the service is not a mourning thing. Mm-hmm. It's really not unless the person lived a bad life or they died young. You know what I mean? Or a parent outlived their kid. You know what I mean? It have to yeah. be some fucked up shit. And then you go there and you're just like, God damn, the whole air is fucked right now. You know what I mean? Like the whole vibe is is, is bad. But that's whenever you see like a, and I particularly point out like a parent outliving their kid. That's because you used to see a lot of that in Jamaica because through the 80s, it was some real unrest. And you just, you, you get a lot of, you get a lot of, of mothers crying. And that's a very, very sad thing. Mother's wailing is probably the saddest thing at a funeral. But if absent of that, funerals is actually cut up time, yo. It's like, yo, it's you remember, time when, for you sure. remember all these good times we had with this person? Well, now they don't have to worry about no more of the bad times. That's the vibe I like to carry into a funeral for the most part. Um, and so, yeah, man. And and, and, just, and not for nothing, my grandma's service was good. I don't want to make it sound, I don't want to give off an impression that it was just nothing but, you know, discord and, 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 and maleficence in the air. But, it was um it was just it was just sad because there was the the the, the post get togethers are what suffer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone gets together to mourn, but nobody wanna get together to party. And I'm like, yo, that's not the world that I was raised in. At least you know what I mean? Like I was raised in a different way than that. And it sucks to see the people that I was raised with not hold on to those kind of core core values, teachings. Yeah. Those are the, those are the teachings that yeah. that are fellowship, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. I could I, I could always make sure that I pass down a different a different um tradition to to my son and hopefully he build on it. But yeah, man, it, yo, woo, the the the, the post funeral get together though, man. See, part of maturing is realizing where your faults are, man. So I, I don't Definitely. know if I mentioned this before, but we've started me and my uh, my brother and my cousin, a few of my cousins, have started drinking non-alcoholic beers. Yeah, they're my shit. But it's funny because a lot of people don't realize like that doesn't. I'm not drinking non-alcoholic beers not to get drunk. I'm drinking them so I don't get drunk as fast. So my party stance now is a cup of something hard straight, and my non-alcoholic beer as my chaser. And so they're like, "But wait, so you, so you're drinking Hennessy and non-alcoholic <laughs> beer?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And it's like. Why are you drinking non-alcoholic beer? Because I'm like, yo, have you ever drank Hennessy and beer at the same time? It'll fuck you up fast. Especially my little ass. So, I fixed the situation. See, my problem is, is that I've been cursed with a palate that in, in, ingratiates the flavors of alcohol in all of its forms. And in, in other words, I'm an easy alcoholic. You know what I mean? You put me next to some alcohol and I grow gills. It's just a problem for me. Because <laughs> I, like I, I genuinely like the taste. It's not hard for me to drink alcohol. You know what I mean? And if I don't like the taste of it raw, I can add it to something and get to a flavor that we all find is amenable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it, it's easy for me to get drunk. And while that might be the, the vibe sometimes, sometimes the vibe is fellowship. And so I can't get too drunk all the time. But, yo, that's my new party stance, yo. <laughs> have my little cup of Hennessy. Have my little alcoholic beer, yo. I was vibing. I made it through the whole night. Because I, I, I used to be king of the Irish exit. That's what? Yo, nigga, I'm king of throwing a party and being the first one to fall asleep. Like, telling everyone, yo, don't 
don't break nothing and walking away and not not showing back up for another three hours and then waking up at one thirty in the morning to finish out the party for two more hours. Like, yo, fully, why are you getting all this refreshed. energy, yo? How you get better at beer pong? Fully refreshed. Nigga, Hell I yeah. Back, I went to sleep, nigga. Got I, my second wind. Bruh, definitely, yo, the two-hour power nap. <laughs> Is that considered a power nap? Is two hours considered a power nap? I mean, that's as powerful as you're going to get before it becomes <laughs> actual sleep. Without going straight to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, though, um... It was it was it was good though. Got to see a lot of family. Kendrick man, that's dope. Yo, it was hilarious. Yo, we were coming back on the plane and somebody was like, "Yo, is that Boss Baby?" Because Kendrick <laughs> looks just like Boss <laughs> Baby, boss bro. Baby. Yes, Boss Baby has remained a baby for the last four years. Exactly. Well done. You've noticed, sir. He's got a black daddy. You feel me? Nah, that shit's <laughs> hilarious though. Reminds me of the time somebody asked if me and Skull were twins. Nah, like, nigga, that's yeah, just sure. no. No, twins for people who don't no, know we're not the brothers. same height <laughs> i would take brothers at best probably cousins cousins no, i find get, very believable nigga, but people, twins people have confused us with the same people all the time bro people are like low-key i don't know if it's low-key racist it's or lazy racism, dude. you no, feel me like it's not, not just white people like. that's why i said added lazy in there because it's not just white people yeah. because yeah. there have been people who have been like we're working as engineers and motherfuckers will dress me as go or talk to me as though i were him oh were you sitting down from the back uh, no, they were oh, talking no. to me no, as though no, I were no, him, no, no, addressing situations that he did. Bail because if you're sitting down from the nah, back, son. I might be able to convince you to. But no, no nigga. Every time that's ever happened, standing up, up looking dead at me in my face. But yeah, then again, no. I've known you for decades. People now, are so. ridiculous. More than that, damn nigga. People are ridiculous. Wow, did I? Yeah, I guess it's been twenty years now. It's been about twenty. Yes. Yeah, nigga. Since roughly we since tenth grade, roughly um, fifteen years old. Be old. Yeah, that's a good thing though. I'm saying <laughs> some people don't get to make it old. True. No, so and, and that's I will you, always, yeah, I will never they, take old as an insult ever. Well, and it's never, and, and it never really is meant to be. But it's funny because my dad used to say that to me all the time. Not everybody gets to be old. Feel me? Every time. Not so everyone like, oh, gets to old. be I'm old. Like, fucking, fucking right. Feel mm. me? Motherfuckers be checking out. And then we have fucking treasures taken from us far too early and shit, so. Yeah, man. Damn, dude. But no, you know, and 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 just want to touch on this because I remember I was at the funeral. And man, I, I never want to take for granted how many people my grandparents helped that weren't our blood. Because the, so many people showed up for them. That were not blood relatives, but they had either lived with them for extended periods of time or they did a substantial favor for them to get them to where they are today. And man. It's dope. It, 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 it's why I, I kind of long to be part of a community and why I won't move into a community that I don't feel I can entrench myself and, and learn and be a part of. Because I want to be able to, to bring that. I, w- I want to be able to take the surplus of my life and share it with people like that because there are so many people who don't have a functioning family to be able to do that with. Because, man, they were they they touched so many people, and it, and it also was sad to see that that their children took so much slight to it. Because I would say on my on, on my dad's side and my 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 mom's side, since they had multiple siblings. 
I could definitely, without pointing fingers at anyone, say, yo, there was definitely feelings that they, that Grampy did so much for people that were just adjacent to him and the people who were closest to him wanted more from him. And I was like, mm. That's probably why he stopped mindset. giving you. Probably why he stopped ah, giving you a certain but, amount but right see, there. The, you see, a mature mind sees it differently. Yeah, that's that's usually how it is. Like people, they're just too. That's a, the thing, man. There are certain red flags that I look for. One of those things is someone demanding that of someone. Hey, you give me your shit. That yeah. shit that you own. Why aren't you giving me more of it? Like sure. that doesn't make any kind of sense to me. You feel me? So I will never be on the person's side who is not like, yo, why didn't you give me more X, Y, Z? Because it's not fucking yours. It's his. It's his right to decide who to give it with. And most likely you were probably acting like someone that he didn't want to give it to. Because clearly they were generous people. <laughs> feel me? They had no problems giving. Uh, and, and that's the part that they keep on failing <laughs> to see. They had no problems giving. No, they just and, didn't want to give it to you. And, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like, it just takes a mature mindset because I, we've never talked about this before and you can see exactly. Yep. And this is the same points I was trying to make to them when I was trying to delve into their, their why they might feel a type of way because, I, I mean, I'm willing to engage. I, I fully well understand that Sometimes people are going to feel a type of way, and I might not immediately see it, but if I give them a chance to express themselves openly, I might actually get to to, to the root of what's making them feel that way. Right. But they will, those are the points I was trying to make in, a, in an attempt to achieve that goal, and they just didn't get it. And I was like, that, yep. you don't see. They're going to dodge and, and, that and, point and, every how time. How do you tell someone the fact you can't understand what I'm saying is, is exactly why they didn't fuck with you in the first place? You can't say <laughs> now, that to somebody. I feel like. And it wasn't. And also, it wasn't that drastic. It's not that they didn't <laughs> fuck with them. But it was just like, no, your parents might not have been happy with the person you became to be because you feel this way. And I'm trying to show you whatever I can do posthumously where you fell short if if you want to solve that problem right that the answer to that puzzle is readily available but now and that's why i never take for granted how i might talk a lot of shit about my dad but my dad is 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 absolutely one of my favorite people in this world today <laughs> not I, there's definitely a the majority of my life i did not feel that way but today i've come to appreciate him as one of my favorite people in the world because we were able to go through a reconciliation where I told him everything I felt about him and he he gave a little bit of a response, but mostly what he did is he just acknowledged it. He's like, I didn't know that you felt that way. I'm sorry you felt that way. And I I, I didn't know and so I will move forward attempting not to repeat those mistakes and that's all i needed and and from that day forward me and mine and my father's relationship changed utterly and so i don't take for granted that a lot of people don't forget that moment with their parents and i see how pivotal was to my relationship with my father and so i don't take it for granted that when other people have bad relationships with their parents because my parents did not get that moment with their parents their parents were not the type of people to listen to them like that, mm-hmm. and it took a lot. And, and it took them being neglected that way for to be able to hear me when I said it to them. And both of my parents responded very well to me 
whereas they were not responded well by their parents when it when when they had those moments of 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 adulthood awakening because that's really what it is because it's the first the first time you tell your parents how much you despise them is the first time you really feel like an adult <laughs> because you 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 know that at this point that's if funny. they you clearly aren't dependent on them because you do you can't speak that way to someone you're dependent on and clear and clearly if the relationship progresses past that moment you have a strong enough relationship to, to at least address your feelings and so it's such an empowering place to be and it's it, it is fucked up when you don't get that because i feel like it's such a natural part of developing into adulthood and that's why a lot of people have troubles transitioning into adulthood because they never get to address the original authorities in their life in in an equal manner and psychologically i believe that that's probably I, it's not it doesn't destroy the psychology but it's something that facilitates the the development that without the development has to like grow around it somehow and find other ways to fill that gap you know what i mean yeah and um yeah man it, it, it it's great going through these reflective times just to be able to 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 be around people that love you and man let me tell you yo my family fucks with me yo <laughs> and, and 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 it, it, it hurts thinking back on it because I grew up thinking that no one fucked with me. I was so <laughs> angsty as a child. Like, yo, until I turned, until I went to college, I had the biggest chip on my shoulder. And I and I and I look back on it now, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt or anything like that. But it's just it's just like, oh, young me, you're so <laughs> stupid. What is that chip on your shoulder for? Focus on you, dude. Do you, man? Because. The funny part is, is that I didn't, I was never encouraged to think that whatever I choose to do, as long as I do it greatly, it'll be, it'll be received well. That's how my parents said that in lip service, but then they were like, yo, do something productive with your life. <laughs> when their idea of productivity didn't exist in America. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they, they yep. with they their best intentions, they tried that. They had of productivity. But they didn't really tell me do what I do because if, if, if they did then I would probably be a radio personality or something right now because that's a good deal of where my 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 skill set or my desired skill set lies. And if I would have been cultivating it from a young child and they would have been incult- uh, encouraging me to get into public speaking more readily, then it would be a totally different thing. But they didn't find that as a productive skill. And so I never, even though they said... Do whatever makes you passionate and just do it greatly and you'll be you'll be okay. They said that in words. They never, they definitely did not support that in actions. <laughs> but, you know, it it is what it is. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, these times reflecting with family though, definitely and and it's cool reflecting on them today because as a father, because I've gone through times of loss in the past and all of that good stuff before. And it it was from it was a very ego driven endeavor to say the least. I thought about my relationship with the person. I thought about how empty my life would be without the person. But that's not what I feel today. And it's it's interesting thinking about things in the in, in multiple perspectives over time. If you have a good enough memory to do that. And if you're real enough with yourself not to feel upset when you realize like, yo, it could have just been two months ago. You could be doing some dumb shit 
shit that today you find like, oh no, I was way off base. But that's growth and progress. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, it's one of those things. And as you get older, hopefully, if you grow and progress well, those reflective times become less jarring like you don't look back on that person and despise their stupidity you know what i mean maybe if you go far enough back you'll get back to a person like that but as you get older hopefully the yeah, person that, that you were six months ago isn't someone that you despise it's yeah. someone who you grew out of but hopefully you don't despise the person you are and the more distance you can put between that is 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 a strong part of valuing yourself you know what I mean? Like the farther distance between the person you are today and the person who you hated in the past, who was you, it builds your self worth, and and it's an important part of maturing. And that's I guess that's the overall theme of, of of what I've learned through a lot of these times is is watching my family and how they all deal with grief is how maturity is something that's not evenly dispersed among all people. Everybody's at a different place in their life. And it's not dictated by their age. A lot of it's dictated by the trauma that they've gone through. Yep. A lot of people don't live through the trauma that they experience. And when I say live through it, I mean, their body keeps going, but they shut down. They not really... And, and, and interacting with the world in, in a meaningful way where they're growing. And so they stop living. That's what I mean by stop living. You're not growing personally anymore. You're, you're, you're so hung up on, on the, the hurt or pain or fear that was generated by that experience that it's just playing over and over in your head and it's taking over all those cycles that you'd be using to actually reflect on yourself as a person. Yep. But yeah. Just keep letting the negativity fester. Yes. It's and it, oh my yes. goodness, the human brain is so good at doing that too. It's like it's almost like it's designed Let to the hate flow through you. <laughs> I can't do that shit. But yeah, no, is it, it? I definitely have, having seen so much of my family recently, have gotten a. A, a more of a, a desire to, to to reconnect but yeah fuck moving out to the bushes man i'm so good on that shit yeah and i i'm in general i feel that way about most of the east coast so i'm just like i don't know how it's gonna happen man i just gotta make it big we gotta start blowing up so i can afford plane tickets <laughs> so we can generate more content based around experiences i guess because that's what that was interesting. I had a good time just rapping mostly about life experience shit. Because I know I do mostly uh, current events and stuff, but wanted to, to offer you something different for this uh, season finale. And I hope you guys really enjoyed that. But yeah, I guess let's go ahead and wrap on that. Um, I will ju- I will pick back up on uh, the boys and uh, Lovecraft Country. Um, I don't think I want to do it on the Friday episode, I think I want to wait until next Monday and then do uh, do both episodes. So I'll do two episodes of Lovecraft Country review, two episodes of Boys Review next Monday. So we'll just do our regular week breakdown next Friday. So thanks for joining us, guys. Try to follow us on the social medias. Uh, you can follow me at on Twitter at Karee underscore T and Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. And at uh, Rico underscore G sound for Instagram. 
We close on these words. Time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks for joining us, guys. Have a great one. Peace. Take it easy.